Proper Madness, formerly Beautifully Broken. My name is Savvy and I give a unique perspective on mental health by providing tools, guidance, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves as well as our past and present experiences and in doing so, we can help heal our mental health. I get to speak with a variety of individuals from around the world as they share their stories from their journey through their mental wellness so that it helps others stand strong and use their voice. We are going to be talking about rejection. Oh, rejection, huh? What a fun one. I have had my fair share of rejection in my life. Um, my love life, my career, career opportunities. Even people that I've asked to come onto the podcast have fully just said no. Rejection can be something very difficult for a lot of us to deal with if we already struggle with our mental health. Um, I feel like rejection is something that is not normalized enough. We're all gonna face it, we're all gonna go through it, we're all gonna be someone who rejects another person as well. I mean, it goes both ways. I will mainly be talking about dating and relationship types of rejection because for me personally, um, that is where I struggled, not as much anymore, um, but that is where I used to struggle the most with the idea of rejection it can completely destroy your self-worth as well. Just know that if you're currently dealing with rejection or maybe you just rejected someone or you you applied for a job and they didn't want you, got rejected for that, in any avenue, rejection sucks. Listen, a lot of the times we take rejection very, very personally. Um, I myself used to do that all the time, even in the smallest ways with other people. If someone ever would ask me to hang out and then cancel, I would take that as rejection. If someone didn't return my texts or phone calls back to me right away, I would assume that that was rejection. But at the time, I had very low self-worth um, and my self-worth was very dependent upon the thoughts, opinions, and actions of another person. And I feel like that is the why behind rejection for me. It might be for you, but for me, rejection was a direct reflection of how I viewed myself. Even if, like, recently my little brother's been applying to colleges and there were a few that he really wanted to get into and he just didn't get into them. And because he got the rejection letters from the ones that he was just really looking forward to, he felt like there was something wrong with him. Like, why aren't I good enough to be in these other colleges? But then I got accepted to these other ones. So like, so when rejection comes knocking on our door and it's something that we're faced with, we tend to kind of forget all the other positive things that might already be happening and going on for us. An example, say you're in the dating world and in, in the dating realm, if you will, you have to know that if you start dating again, you're gonna face some form of rejection in some way. You are not meant for every single person out there. Are you attracted to every single person out there? Probably not, no. Um, are you always looking at every person as a potential partner to date? Probably not. Why is that? Well, because we have 
Each one of us has a different set of needs, wants, and desires that we want in a partner. Not every single person is going to fulfill that, and you cannot shape and mold someone to fulfill that in order to avoid feeling rejected. Some sass for you, huh? Um, so, so uh, I myself had this idea, and it's a really silly idea, but it was something that was in my brain for a long time. I was under the impression that if everyone wasn't attracted to me, that there was something wrong with me. Now, here's what was not not great about that. Just because one person out of 20 people that might find me attractive, say, that's a really large odds. I'm not trying to, like... I'm saying, say 20 people find you attractive. Then there's one that just doesn't find you attractive for whatever reason. You are going to mentally fixate on the one person that doesn't find you attractive instead of taking a step back and going, wait a second, there's like 19 other people that also find me attractive, that like me, that value me, that see, you know, all the things. So why is it that we're always focused on that one negative? That one person who doesn't like us, that one school that didn't want us, that one job opportunity. It's this idea of putting our circumstances, people, and our external situations in life on a pedestal. When you place everything on a pedestal, what you're doing, and why, for me, like what I was doing is I was putting everything around me at a higher value than myself. Now, when I was a kid growing up, if you've heard many of my podcasts, and some of my story, you know, I was bullied a lot growing up. I was constantly rejected. I was constantly criticized. I was constantly being told what was wrong with me for a very long time, almost daily for like a consistent 10 to 12 years. So anytime I experienced any, any form of rejection, for me, it was mainly dating, dating and relationships that type of rejection impacted me more so than other types for some reason um and I I honestly think that that's just largely due to the fact that that you know growing up I'd like all these boys in my class or whatever and they never liked me back so I always assumed it was because that there's something wrong with me it's very easy to idealize people and situations jobs whatever it might be um, because it makes you then believe that you need to be at a certain level to deserve what you want so then you have this idea of you're just constantly chasing the validation and approval of these other things when our self-worth and self-confidence relies heavily on things in our life that are not permanent that's a very dangerous game Nothing in your life is is permanent. It never will be. Um, we have one life. It's it's funny. We kind of live our lives like like they're never gonna end, you know. Like chasing this constant high of happiness instead of taking a step back and allowing the present situation, the present moment, to showcase to us 
how well we might already be doing, we just can't recognize it. All the things that you are seeking externally, you are lacking internally. After my, we all know this, you know, a man broke my heart and then it launched my career. Isn't that weird how that happens? Like someone will just completely shatter you emotionally. And then for some reason, it's like the catalyst to, <laughs> to you just turning your whole life around and becoming a completely different person. So, um, but ever since that moment, when I got back into the dating game, I was chasing validation. Um, if someone ghosted me, I'd automatically assume that there is something wrong with me, something that I need to improve. And then when the next person came along that I might be talking to in that moment, and maybe the conversation's going well, but they just never respond, I'd take it very personally. Instead of stopping and thinking like, okay, maybe they're just not that interested and that's okay. I would notice that my nervous system was just highly, highly activated anytime I faced rejection. Our nervous system can get activated when something we've ex experienced in our past um, is being triggered in our present and our body feels it. Our body's like, wow, we've experienced this exact same situation. Oh my God, we need to protect ourselves. And then everything starts getting activated. You're more hypervigilant. Hyper Your anxiety goes up. You start reading into things. It's a whole mess. I mean, it's exhausting chasing. It's exhausting always wanting people to like you. It's exhausting um, always thinking that you need to be present. In, presented in a certain way so that you don't face rejected even in my platform and my platform for a very long time I was so scared to be myself and put myself out there and do something different and just say what I want to say and preach what I want to preach and share my stories and share my advice because I was so scared of being rejected when you're constantly chasing the lack of rejection you're going to be running away from who you truly are as a person and then you're never going to show up as you. Oh boy, I was broken up with in the majority of my relationships. Uh, my very first boyfriend, he broke up with me. Second one, well he fully cheated on me with my best friend. So then he broke up with me. Uh, That's a story for another day. <laughs> the third one, I was constantly being broken up with over and over and over again, um, which that's an interesting one. And that's, I think, something worth highlighting. So I had a, a partner in college that I was regularly dating on and off. This man would constantly reject me and push me away and then come back and pull me back in. And that yo-yo effect of being rejected and then being validated and someone saying, oh no, I want you back, made me constantly think that I need to act a certain way or do certain things in order to get that attention. So when you have that behavioral cycle, um, you start to go, oh, if I act out, they'll come back. If I lie about something and make some sort of dramatic excuse up as to maybe something has happened to me, it's very specific. I did lie about that just to get this guy to like come back, which was really messed up and incredibly emotionally manipulative. Um, but I had all these awful, awful toxic traits that I was exhibiting, but they were being directly rewarded by me being validated again. I had never been the one to break up with someone up until um, 
one of my more healthier relationships that I was in for a long time. That was the first one where I actually had to make the decision and go, no, you know, this is not right, I need to walk away. But just because I ended up being the one who rejected someone else, it did not make me feel any better about me. We can act out in toxic ways and behavioral patterns in order to avoid rejection and win validation, but we can also avoid being the one to reject another person because we're scared of hurting them, you know, due to codependency and people pleasing and, you know, many other different, different factors. And just the empathy, like I, I'm an incredibly empathetic person, so I know what it's like to be rejected. I know what it's like to be hurt. I know what it's like to be let down all the time. Um, so the last thing I want to do was make someone else feel that way. And when I had to break up with this partner of mine, um, it tore me up inside. I felt awful about it. I felt awful about it. And I had to also, which is not healthy, but I also had to help him through his own healing through me rejecting him. And so that just, I like I could see how upset that that person was and how much in love that they were with me and that I just wasn't with them and it hurt me a lot. My advice is if you ever have to reject someone, a friendship, a partner, a lover, fire someone from a job, I want you to take a step back and understand that you are not responsible for that other person's emotions, thoughts, or feelings. You're, you're not. You're responsible for your own thoughts, emotions, feelings, and actions. But, I mean, there's a way to reject someone that is kind. Anytime I go on a date now, I go in fully knowing that there is a risk of me being rejected and that other person being rejected. You're going to have that risk with like anything you do in life. Uh, when I reach out to people for my podcast, I know full well there's a chance that someone could just say no to me. I know... That if there's any way that I want to grow and thrive in my life, rejection will come with it. It doesn't work that way. You can't just stay in your little box and hope and pray that someone will read your mind and know that you're not interested in them anymore or that they're not interested in you or, you know, just... We're not mind readers. Now, anytime I go on a date and I'm just not feeling it with someone else, I will send a message. If you give your time and effort to someone and you see them in person, you've gone and spent your time and energy to get to know that person and that person is a person. It's They're not someone that's just like in, in your own world. I think much of us think we exist in our own little movie and that no one else is affected by what we do or say and that is wildly untrue. Just be honest. And if you find that they have like a million and a half red flags, don't say you have a million and a half red flags. Just be like, listen, I don't think we're compatible, blah, blah, blah. I hope you find the right person for you. Unfortunately, with rejection, oftentimes there isn't closure. But that rejection in and of itself should be your closure, right? I feel like a lot of people have heard that time and time again. If someone doesn't want you, if a job doesn't want you, if an opportunity doesn't come your way that you've always wanted, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. It does not mean that there's something wrong with you. It does not mean that you need to sit there and start beating yourself up and telling yourself that you could have done better and then having that very awful inner critic come in and just start beating you up. 
So now, how I deal with being rejected myself, I stop and I notice myself feeling activated emotionally in whatever way that is happening. And I go, okay, listen. I go, the thoughts, opinions, and feelings of someone else does not negate how amazing you are. And I start like writing down all the things that I love about myself, all the things that I appreciate about myself. And after that, I do our very favorite thing, which I really hope some of you are trying this because I swear by it. I look in the mirror and I say those things that I've written down, but I look myself in the eyes. And I think about my love language. So my love languages are physical touch and quality time. Funnily enough, they used to be like words of affirmation and physical touch. Um, Now, for me, words don't mean a lot, a lot. uh, Because people can really say anything and everything. But if their actions don't line up with that, then for me, I'm like, I don't trust it. So I think of my love language, quality time and uh, physical touch. And I go, right, what are some ways that I can do these two things for myself right now to make myself feel more loved? I will put my phone away and whether it's just giving myself a foot massage and just being super mindful and connecting to like what I'm doing, that is incredibly cathartic for me. If my mom's around, like mom, can I have a hug? That works for me. Um, For quality time, I put my phone away, like I said, and I just focus on myself. I have a grand old time by myself. I'll watch a TV show. I'll order a cheat meal. I'll go for a walk alone. I'll just truly stop and try to enjoy me. Which brings me to my very last point. In order to be more resilient in the face of rejection, um, you have to develop a more solid foundation of your own self-love and self-worth. In this life, you will only have you forever till you die till the end of your days everything else around you is subject to change so work on building that foundation within you you know your home your forever home of love is you not another person don't put your home emotional safety or home and another person in a job and a lifestyle in a house, even your body, your physical form, that is also subject to change. When your self-worth is tied to all of those things, then the moment any of those things falls apart or you're rejected by any of those things around you, everything else within you will come crumbling down. So that is my advice on how to deal with rejection. And then if you're Like me, where I used to be very scared to tell people no and tell people that I'm not interested or tell a job that I'm not interested or quit a job or leave, you know? Don't don't sit there and negate the own amazing qualities that you have to put up with something that you maybe don't even want to begin with. Set it free and allow what's meant for you to come your way. You, You have one life to live. If one person doesn't like you, screw it. Screw it. One damn person doesn't like you. 
Well, who... I'm sure you got, like, a ton of other people that really, really like you. And you can't say no one. There's probably at least one person out there that values you besides you. I was feeling a little activated in my nervous system this morning. Um, out of fear of potential rejection. I mean, nothing had even happened. But out of just fear of potential rejection or potentially being let down, my nervous system just oh, flared up. So I just went back to my tools and I go, okay, time for me to meditate, time for me to go get a good workout in, shower, come back, just really just vibe out and just be with me, put some makeup on, you know, look real cute, record a video, whatever makes you feel good about you and connects you back to who you are. But I reminded myself that I have all I need within me. And so do you. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you have to go through the eye of the storm to see the clear horizon ahead. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you next week.